When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened, where we discuss, explore, and connect with fellow empaths, healers, intuitives, and seekers. Welcome back to Enlightened Empaths, and today we're really happy and blessed to have Jen Edwards, our resident astrologer, with us. Any of you that have listened for any time know Jen. She's from thankgoddess.org. She is just an amazing wealth of information about everything that's happening in the skies. So we're so grateful that she decided to come back and give us an update for the end of the year. She also runs Moon Lodge, which is a community that explores so in depth all of these different aspects of spirituality, astrology, growth and development. Absolutely amazing. So welcome, Jen. Thank you so much for coming back with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to sit with you guys. Well, we love you. So it's good. (laughs) And we love your everything you share, because I think that's with everything going on in the world right now, people are feeling a little antsy. They're, They're wanting something to, is there a shift coming? What can I be aware of? How can I better navigate what's going on with myself? And how are the planets playing into that? So work in magic, girl, and let us know. Well, first off, it's simpatico. Much love to both of you. And we are definitely feeling a big shift. And what I love about astrology and using the energy is that we often see transits as collective movement, but what we really have to sort of understand is that the collective is affected by our insular development. And our insular development really has to do with our presence um, from our core vibration. So when we work with energy in that way, how can we develop the self? How can we find ourselves? Then that's how we impact the collective. As we start moving, as a matter of fact, at the time of this taping, we are currently in Mercury retrograde. It is the technical Uh, final one of 2022. However, we will have uh, Mercury retrograde in Capricorn uh, starting off the new year in 2023, which is a good thing. But in this moment, we also have six other planets that are retrograde at the same time. And this happens, uh, the outer planets retrograde six months out of the year. And when we look at the outer planets, and I'm talking specifically speaking of Saturn through Pluto, um, this is a very introspective time and fitting that we're moving into the last quarter of our calendar year. Seasons are changing. And so it's almost as if we are reflecting and understanding, you know, what has gone on this year and and how we want to, you know, what have we digested and how are we going to move forward? We are on the, we are on the fence of eclipse season. And more importantly, prior to that, 
we will experience Mars retrograde. Mars takes two years uh, to circle the sun. So what that means is that it takes two years to go through every single astrological sign. So it's a slow, it's a slower moving body compared to the sun that takes uh, 365 days or or Venus that takes 16 months. So when we look at Mars retrograde, the impact of that is our drive. It's our ego. It's how we move forward with things. And the last time we experienced a Mars retrograde was in September of 2020, and it it was in its home sign of Aries. What is interesting uh, about retrogrades is that we are we're reevaluating our movement within secular patterns. And when we look at the last time Mars retrograded in Gemini, this actually happened fully. There was a tiny uh, dip into Gemini, mostly in Cancer in 2007. So the focus really is on November of 1990 through February of 1991. And I know a lot of you out there are saying, Jen, I don't even remember yesterday. How am I ever going to remember 25 years ago? Well, what's interesting is, is that during that period of time for most of us who were on this planet, there was some sort of energetic shift where we abandoned self perhaps and started creating patterns from that point. For myself on a personal level with a practitioner, uh, he actually asked me what happened when you were 15, which was when this transit happened. And being an astrologer, I said, funny, you should say that. If you were not born during this time, it's wonderful because then you are creating new patterns for yourself in the way that you, uh, in the way that you apply your personal philosophy, Mars located in Gemini is about how we communicate within ourselves to the exterior world and how we communicate our truth, whether we're doing it for exterior validation or whether we're doing it in the light of our purpose. So Mars has been in Gemini since August of 2020. It will retrograde from October 30th until January 12th. And it will leave Gemini on March 23rd, 2023. So that's an epic stay for Mars being in a sign and especially the sign of communication. And what I have found is is that there is a lot of, you know, understanding that your words have power, understanding that gossip is not a good thing. (laughs) And, you know, understanding that speaking your truth is more impactful than speaking to appease the collective or appease the people that are around you. Inherently, when Mars is retrograde, we, our drive is sort of uh, dilapidated here. And the reason is so that way we can reflect, we can rest, we're kind of put back in to a place of rest before it goes direct in January to move forward. We're going to be in the middle of that energy of reflection and internal dialogue reflection, very Gemini, as we move into eclipse season. This eclipse season is super powerful. Whenever we have eclipses in Scorpio and Taurus in that axis, it's a fixed sign. There are three modalities in astrology. Fixed is one of them. There's cardinal, fixed, and mutable. Fixed, as one could understand just by the word fixed, it's it's hard to move. And 
when we have eclipse energy and fixed signs, we're being pushed out of our comfort zones. A lot of times that's exactly what we need uh, because we're unwilling, uh, we're unwilling to do that for ourselves because of the fear of the unknown. And that's what Scorpio is, fear of the unknown. Taurus is very much about, it's very much about the reality of the situation, value, not wanting to let go, having, having your hands on something that, um, you know, rooted in reality, I guess is the way to put it. And so in the axis of Taurus and Scorpio, it's really about the rebirth of letting go in trust of the process of truth. So your worth is not based on what you have. Your worth is actually based on who you are who you who you attest to be and in the in the light of the energy of Taurus and Scorpio if we're not willing to to do this for ourselves the universe will come in in a in a wonderful way create change that maybe we were unable or incapable of doing for ourselves we will be experiencing the first eclipse of this series on October 25th at two degrees Scorpio. This will be a solar eclipse. These eclipses are exactly hitting the same degrees as the fall of 2003. And as we've talked before, eclipses repeat every 19 years. And we're looking at cycles and patterns and then becoming into a new way of being once we've sort of processed that. So with a solar eclipse this is a new beginning breaking cycles moving forward without fear and what i want you to ask yourself regardless of what you situation you find yourself in is if you couldn't fail what would you do because in that very thought it creates this energy of the expectation of rather what could go wrong shifting to what could go right rather than keeping yourself in a safe little area where you can predict everything that's going to happen life isn't lived there life is lived by experiencing and growing and this is what this eclipse is really bringing into play eclipses in scorpio are incredibly powerful because the veils are thin in this area of the chart scorpio naturally rules the eighth house of the horoscope wheel which the veils of death and rebirth of transformation of stark vulnerability which is where we find truth and as we move into into the lunar eclipse which is going to bring back the energy of May and April of this year, which would have been April 30th, the solar eclipse in Taurus and the lunar eclipse on May 15th. This is going to end a cycle. So you want to look back to what was going on in the spring. It is going to show itself again, either in a manifestation, either in a closing of a chapter, either in, in a breaking of a cycle or going from one state of being into another. In this light of transformation, it really is all about letting go. This, the things that we think we need to control are the, the very things that are keeping us from, from what is meant for us. This is a very powerful cycle. It's a very psychic cycle for those of you who are ex exploring your divinatory practice, your mediumship skills, your ability to step out of self-judgment to receive spirit. And what I mean by that is when we are exploring our gifts, we have a tendency to rationalize what they should look like versus how they actually come in 
in the unique way that they come in for us. This is going to open the envelope for that. And we will become receptors for that kind of medicine. From that specific place, we will move into a new eclipse cycle next year. This particular eclipse cycle that's happening this fall is going to be a big awakening for us in a very positive way. And hopefully it will bring us back to a place where we can understand where our judgments came from very early on. It's sort of a clearing away of the webs of our processes and how we did things before and why and stepping into a healing and moving into an opening of how we receive things and do things moving on in the future, if that makes sense. It kind of sounds like the tower card a little bit, followed by the star card, if we compare this to Tarot. Absolutely. The way that I usually describe whenever we have any Scorpio movement or um, Plutarian movement is that, you know, Mars is the lower vibration of Pluto. And so Mars in uh, tarot uh, rules uh, the emperor, and it also rules uh, the tower. And then Pluto rules the judgment card. And also the death card figures in there as well. And that's transformation. So if we look at it that way, when we move in truth, absolute truth, the judgment card comes into, we are judged on all of our truth. When, when we build foundations that are uh, built out of lack of transparency, for fear of judgment of others, for fear of lack of validation, for fear of authorization, whenever we move in that way, those foundations are not built on solid ground. And so eventually what happens is we have a tarot moment to have the opportunity to have the courage to build foundations in truth. That's how the universe works. The universe moves in truth and truth always comes to light and truth is the core of all existence. So back to what you're saying is that when we move from the tower into the star, we, we have a destruction of what is not true. And we move into the, into the purest purification of healing, um, where we can move in the light of our trueness for lack of a better term. This is a lot. This is a whole lot. And I think the the way you break it down and explain it helps people realize we'll get through this. We'll get on the other side of it. These are things to be aware of and to not go into it with a sense of fear or foreboding, even though, I mean, the tower card's a pretty intense energy, but it's also very much about a spiritual awakening. And I think that that's from what you're describing, part of this as well is coming back to center with ourselves so that we can embrace the changes that will be coming in the beginning of the year. Absolutely. And that that's perfectly, that's perfectly well put. Every change that happens in the collective starts with the growing and healing within. And so as we move into this energy, we have ample opportunity to be able to hold ourselves in that light. We have the ability to become our own parents to our inner child. It's an internal healing. And it's also the movement of, um, you know, being emotionally available for yourself, 
feeling safe and vulnerability and thus being able to work with the energy that's coming in for a collective way. Can you imagine if everyone walked around in, in the light of love, right? How it would impact the world around you. Oh, beautifully said. Thank you for that. So things have felt very heightened in the last few years. And there's just a lot of, you know, obviously big world events going on and, and pandemics and all of that. When you look at the astrology for the last few years and these last three years, three months remaining in our current year, is that intensity reflected? It's really coming back to uh, a realization that we're all connected in some way, that no life is more important than any other life. All life comes from one place. And I feel as if the events that are occurring are, are happening for humanity's sort of cradle of awakening without getting too wooey here. But um, it's important to understand that, that if you look back at all of the events that have been happening since 2019, you know, it's, it's a slow awakening uh, towards the value of, of life, the value of time, the value of self and the value of um, the value of others. And it happens in a way where the dial is turned just a little bit. And so it's almost as if when we're on the other side, we can look back and see the progress that we've made as, um, you know, a, a global collective uh, and and as we continue farther through this process, it'll be um, more of a unification. And I think that you'll start to see that um, in the world around you, even though right now, if you turn on the television, you may see a, a, a stark, a stark different story. But that is, you know, a part of what chaos looks like before we all come together. And whatever happens outside of, you know, your four walls, how you embrace change is very much a part of what's going on inside of you. So we can offer peace, we can offer resistance, but all of that comes back to your own insular healing. That seems to be a theme for a lot of people right now is looking in the mirror, looking within, getting clarity on what they want to release and let go of once and for all. And everything you're talking about is validating that because people are feeling this internal change. And you're saying that externally, there's a reason for that. Yeah. You know, it's not just the bumper sticker. You are the change in which you want to see in the world. You know, you, you are the, you are the inspiration for someone else to, to, to live in love. It would be interesting, you know, to think that if we all moved and operated in that way, how different our landscape would be. What was the planetary influence you were telling us about before we started that hasn't happened since the 1700s, I think you said? So, and so we're going to be moving into a lot of, uh, what we call, uh, eras. So uh, when planets that have, when planets have been in a sign for a very long time, when they transit into uh, the next sign, uh, we start a new era. And Pluto takes about 25 to 15 years, depending on its retrogrades, to move through a sign. 
And Pluto entered Capricorn in 2008 and in 2023 on uh, March 23rd, to be exact, Pluto will enter Aquarius for the first time since the 1700s. Pluto's revolution around the sun takes uh, 248 years. So there's no one alive on this planet that has Pluto in Aquarius. When we have Pluto moving into Aquarius, this is power to the people. I mean, the Constitution of the United States was written with Pluto and Aquarius. The three, the first three words of the Constitution are we, the people. And when we move with Pluto in Aquarius, this is very much a humanitarian aspect where no life is judged any differently than any other life. You know, animals, humans, everything. We all come from the same source. And so as this era starts to when it finishes in uh, 2044, so it's going to be a 20-year cycle, how we communicate, how we embrace each other, the unification of the landscape is going to be much different than it is now. And as Pluto has moved through Capricorn, we have seen the change of our value system. And during the COVID era, we had a lot of Pluto-Saturn influence and Uranus-Saturn influence And as a result, we ended up having the great restructuring, the great resignation, because we started to value our time. As we value our time and we move into this new era of Pluto, um, moving into Aquarius, we start to value life. We start to value uh, humanitarian efforts put time on a pedestal like it should be. And, And when I mean by time, I mean our life force and our time here. Our time here on the planet, as we know, time is an illusion. <laughs> right. Wait, does that mean that kids born in the spring of 2023 would have more of that, you know, everyone counts, everyone, you know, more of that indigo spirit to them? Oh, absolutely. The children that have been born over the last five years, I mean, we're all special. We all have our own blueprint. I, I don't want to discount any of that, but Pluto and Aquarius, these are people that are part of the resistance. These are people that are part of of being the platform at which all equality should be sought. This is a very exciting time. I was looking at how old I'll be. I can't wait to see this next generation take the torch into a place where, you know, where we're finally all unified. I I feel deeply that, you know, by doing our inner work and standing in that light, that we are creating this platform for these children to to start from. That's going to be their baseline. How amazing is that? Our purpose and our growth really sets the foreground and the bar for the people, for the generations that come. So, you know, our purpose is very much about learning and growing. And then we set that bar for them so they don't have to go backwards and do all the things that we needed to do to get here. Love that. That's been coming up a lot. And how sometimes there's a theme in all the things that keep coming into your life. And the value of time has been a huge, huge thing that just keeps coming back over and over and over again. It also, with the way you just described these these people that are coming onto the planet now and how we're getting ready for them, 
it, we've been watching this gradual build through all of this stuff. And we've said over and over and over how the little people coming in are wired differently. And you're saying that's even becoming more so now. Absolutely. You know, and, and if you look into, you know, even biological evolution, you know, every species morphs and grows from the mistakes and the and the strengths of, of the prior generations. So it's spiritually, it's the same way. These children that are coming into the world now, these stewards, I should say, of the planet that are coming into the world now are coming into the lives of people that have done the work, can see life from a different perspective, have the understanding that uh, time, what time is the value of it and your connection to source is valuable and that whatever your creative gifts are, to follow those without fear, to coin the term a judgment-free zone, these, these children are going to be able to move about with more freedoms than perhaps, say, we had spiritually over the last 20 years. We've gone over the lunar and the solar and then the lunar eclipses coming up. What are some other aspects we can look forward to as we close out 2022? Which sounds so weird to say, by the way. I feel like this year just started... <laughs> Yeah, I know it does. This year went by so fast. One of the things that I that I do want to uh, touch on is that as we end this Mercury retrograde, by the time this airs, that'll be done and dusted. However, uh, we will be moving into Mercury retrogrades entirely in Earth signs. So over the last year uh, of 2022, we were experiencing Mercury retrogrades in between two elements. So it would start in air and then end in Earth. And what that means is when Mercury retrogrades in air, we're looking at our internal dialogue, external dialogue, how we communicate, whether we're communicating in transparency or lack of transparency. When we start looking at Mercury retrograde in Earth signs, we're looking at our value, how we, how we measure our value uh, and finding the inner value within ourselves and how we communicate that. So as we move into 2023 and end 2022, we will begin that with Mercury retrograde in Capricorn. And Mercury retrograde in Capricorn is really going to be looking at, you know, what are you building? And is that in, in alignment with your core value? A lot of 2023 is going to be about understanding what your true belief system is and kind of moving in that regardless of fear of judgment. So I'm really looking forward to this retrograde, which I know a lot of people are saying, Jen, why, why are you looking forward to a Mercury retrograde? This is going to be a recalibration as we move into the new year of our values and how we want to move forward in 2023. I believe 2023 is going to be an extremely epic year, especially with the eclipses starting to um, be interwoven with Aries and Libra, as well as the closeout of um, Taurus and Scorpio. Now, for those of you who are wondering what will be happening in terms of energy for your astrological sign, if your rising sign is in Scorpio or you have Scorpio energy in your chart, you will be feeling this eclipse cycle in your first house and your seventh house, which is self vs relations. So this means, you know, stepping into the true power of yourself, allowing people to see the truth of who you are and how that's reflected into your relationships and who you call in. So it's who and also redefining who you are in relationships. 
if you have a Libra rising or you have a lot of energy in Libra, you're going to be experiencing this eclipse cycle in your second house and your eighth house, so the two and eight axis. And this has a lot to do with exposing your vulnerability, finding your value and your self-worth and intimacy, and not having judgment around that. This is also a money house too, so it's looking at debt. VS, um, what you're having coming in for income. This is a wonderful time to start to eradicate debt. Uh, if you have a Virgo rising or you have a lot of energy in Virgo, you are going to be experiencing this eclipse accessing your third house and your ninth house. This is very much about ideals, perhaps maybe the great teacher coming in for you. Um, this is about practicing what you preach and being open to other ideas in the world. This is very much about internal communication versus external ideals and moving in that light. If you have Leo rising or you have uh, your energy predominantly in Leo, you will be experiencing this eclipse cycle in your fourth house in your 10th house. So this is a 410 axis. Uh, you are going to be uh, having experiences around uh, time and career vs home, how you use your time, how you want to use your time. Maybe you open up a home business. Maybe you want to spend more time at home and you try to figure out how you can do that. If you have cancer rising or you have predominant cancer energy in your chart, you will be experiencing this eclipse cycle in your fifth house, in your 11th house axis. So this is going to be putting a lot of emphasis on creation, how you create and where you create from versus your manifestations, what is showing up in the world for you. And this is a reflection of your core values and how you want to appear in the world. So this really has to do with your core truths and what you want to create and bring to life. Uh, if you have Gemini rising or predominant Gemini uh, energy in your chart, you will be experiencing these eclipses in the sixth house and the 12th house axis, which is the spiritual in the body. It's a very powerful eclipse axis energy. And this is really aligning the body and spirit and the deconstruction of what you thought you knew and why and why you knew it, which is sort of a broad spectrum. But it's, you know, when we look at the 12 and six axis, we're really taking spirit and allowing it to walk in the physical. And that's the purpose of that. For Taurus rising or people who have predominant Taurus energy in their chart, you're going to be experiencing this axis in your seventh house, as well as your first house. So seven and one, this will be relations uh, via self. Who are you in your relationships? Who do you want to be in relationships? And the people that you are attracting in your long-term relationships, are they a reflection of who you are? Are the people around you growing with you or are they growing out of you? It's a very interesting way to sort of look at the mirror. You know, the people that you want to call in, you, you know, are you matching that energy yourself? If you have Aries rising or have predominant Aries energy, you will be experiencing this eclipse series in your eighth house, in your second house. And this is receiving only your worth. Uh, when I say it like this, it is a money house. So it's making sure that you are in fact receiving what you are worth, that you are valuing yourself and your prosperity is a direct reflection of that worth of yourself. In terms of intimacy, making sure that you know, that in your most vulnerable light, that you are only taking in what you are worthy of rather than lowering your bar. Um, and this is also a wonderful uh, debt 
uh, pay down sort of uh, influence. So if, if you are finding yourself in debt or wanting to pay down debt, there will be a lot of solutions coming your way if you're willing to see them. If you have Pisces rising or a lot of Piscean energy in your chart, you will be experiencing this axis, the eclipse axis in your ninth house and your third house, which is finding your place in the world without judgment. This is uh, not relying on other people to help you grow. This is if you want to go to the UK for no reason tomorrow, you're going to be booking that flight and going on solo adventures because this is sort of your opening to the world around you. If you have Aquarius rising or predominant Aquarius energy, you will be experiencing this eclipse axis in your 10th house of career, fourth house of home axis. And this is career defining who you are. So th these are the wake up moments of what am I doing? Why am I doing this versus what do I want to do? What sets my soul on fire? And not really worrying about hows and whens and whys. Um, this will also sort of illuminate you to your choices that you make uh, as based on childhood expectations from your from the core of your family. So there'll be some uh, old stories that will come to light that you'll be able to notice that, that have affected your choices throughout your life. If you have a Capricorn rising or predominant Capricorn energy, you will be experiencing these eclipses in your 11th house and 5th house axis. So manifesting through the inner child, the rediscovery of the inner child, the rediscovery of play, as we all know, the inner child is the direct uh, line to source in the vortex where all things are manifested. And so when we are emotionally available to our inner children, we can manifest great things for our soul's growth. It's a very beautiful aspect for Capricorn rising. And then finally, if you have Sagittarius rising or predominant Sagittarius energy, you will be feeling these eclipses in your 12th house and your 6th house axis. This is a lot of energy, again, with aligning spirit with the physical. So this is very much an illumination that um, your direct connection with the unknown or the 12th house I coin as Christ consciousness because it's uh, the only way that I can describe the vortex into love. You know, love is universe. It's where we come from. And so with Sagittarius rising, it's pulling from that 12th house energy and wanting to bring it here in the physical realm for all to share. So there will be an illumination and acceptance opening to spirit like you've never known for Sagittarius rising with the eclipses here. It's kind of like a surrender surrender to source, which I think is, is an awfully beautiful thing. And as the year sort of moves out with, with uh, Mars still retrograde in Gemini, it is going to create the platform for all of this sort of internal exploration to really present itself after Mercury retrograde in Capricorn in January. Once that goes direct, we have all planets direct between January 22nd and April 6th. And I cannot express to you how, even though things feel like energy soup now, the realizations that have yet to come that are going to build the foundations during all planets direct uh, in January through April 6th, the foundations that you are about to build are going to be monumental. That's a lot. Thank you so much for that. Oh, you're welcome. I'm pretty excited. I mean, <laughs> but, but, but when am I, but when am I not excited? You know, I, I love growth. I love love. I love energy. I love planets. Well, it's just exciting. Cause it seems like for all those signs, you just walked us through, they all 
have different houses that these issues are going to be showing up, but it seems like a common theme of just digging deep, getting to the roots of who we are and why we're here and really starting to take action on what we want to do now. Absolutely. And like all eclipses, because we have eclipses every year, they repeat every 19 years. So if you want to look a bit deeper into what's coming up for you. I, I advise to, to look back at what was going on uh, spring and fall of 2003, you know, make a Spotify playlist of what was on the radio back then and just go for a drive uh, without expectation and allow the memories to flood in. What you're really looking for rather than specifics is the reason why you made your choices back then, because you're getting the opportunity to make your choices in a different way now. So if you made your choices back then out of fear, fear of lack of uh, security, fear of lack of validation, fear of lack of love, you're getting the opportunity to make the decisions that are truer to you without that fear you're more in alignment where we're creating new cycles, especially with that solar eclipse in, um, in Scorpio on October 25th. What if 19 years ago was a really happy, brave, positive time for you? Would that be just repeated this time? So yes. So it, it would actually be a, a building block of that time. It's almost like getting key to doorway number three opened up for you. So you can have another their ascension, I guess is what you'd say. You, you know, we only digest what we can energetically comprehend. So it's, it's really not uh, an intellectual knowing it's more of a inherent internal intuitive knowing. And so it's almost as if uh, you embody a realization that transforms you from one sense of self to the other. Perfect. You've given us a whole lot to think about, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you guys now kind of have a window into what I do up here in Gardner, Maine in my little number seven vibration house. <laughs> so what, what do you have coming up? What, what else can people look forward to with you, Jan? Well, uh, so we're actually, I'm really excited because I'm getting ready to expand on the Moon Lodge and we're starting our 12 month series, uh, which will be a monthly class around how to understand transit planets, which is how astrologers forecast and how to look at transit planets in comparison to your own birth chart. We'll be starting that in November, and that'll be a monthly class starting with the sun and ending with the north node next November. So I'm very excited about that. The podcast, which I have been developing and developing, trying to find the way to uh, use my voice in a way to help other people figure themselves out in a very general perspective, which is hard because I work very, very well one-on-one -on -one with people. I can hone right in on, on, on the information that they need. So, uh, look forward to star medicine podcast reboot, uh, which will be happening around the, uh, full moon in Aries, which is coming up shortly. So I'm excited about that. Oh, that's very exciting. So people can find Jen at thankgoddess.org. You're still doing one-on-one -on -one work with folks. The Moon Lodge is an incredible opportunity because it's not just Jen, it's a lot of different practitioners who share their information and insights. It is a Patreon-based site, so it's a very minimal monthly fee, 
but it's incredible what you get for uh, what Jen and her team offers. That's another thing that you can access uh, and get more information on on Jen's site, thankgoddess.org. And we're really excited at Star Medicine podcast coming back. Oh, thank you. And also I wanted to add to that. I do, I, I have added to my website, my introductory to astrology, uh, instant download class, which can now be found on my website. So any of you who missed my live classes, I, I did uh, upload the worksheets as well as the recording of the audio. And you can learn astrology over four classes on your own at demand. So if that's something that you've been itching to do, this is a very seamless way to sort of understand your birth chart. So it doesn't seem like it's Greek. Well, even if you just get a reading with Jennifer, though, I mean, your astrology reading you did for me, I still refer back to those notes and it's recorded and sent to you. So that's also a great way just to start figuring out, you know, your own personal path with astrology. Yeah, that thank you so much for the compliment. My purpose to show up and and help others understand themselves. And that's really what I'm here to do. And so a lot of times people show up for answers around how to make their next moves and they leave with a greater insight on why they're here. And that's um a special uh thing that that I'm happy to be able to do for people. I mean, it, it really is in my heart. It truly is. Well, thank you so much for coming back on Enlightened Empaths. We look forward to having you on again in the new year to talk about this wonderful time with no planets in retrograde. Until then, thank you everyone for listening. Please remember as always to show up, do great work and share your light. In the past, Samantha and I have offered a really fun intro class, Mediumship 101. Due to different constraints in both of our lives, we're going to shift that a little bit, and I'm going to be offering that on my own in the month of November. It'll be a slightly different format than what we've done in the past. This will be held on two Saturday afternoons, Eastern Standard Time. You'll still have access to all of the information and meditations and, and practice exercises and personal exercises, but it'll be a more condensed time frame. So if you'd like more information on that, you can go to my website, thegratefulmessenger.com, go to online classes, and there'll be a description and a link to sign up. If you have any questions about this, you can email me, denise at thegratefulmessenger.com, and I'm more than happy to give you more information. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.